And we're back with Bruiser Reviews. I'm Jake. We got Cole here. Just us two because we're the only two that have seen the movie that we're about to talk about. We're talking about Superman, Red Sun. And uh, this is pretty embarrassing on my part, but uh, Cole's the one that told me I need to watch this. Because we got HBO Max to see the Snyder Cut, for those of you that have listened. <laughs> He's like, you got to watch Superman, Red Sun. I'm like, wait, you watched an animated superhero film? With, <laughs> like, and I didn't tell you about it? Hashtag Mask of the Phantasm episode. And he's like, no, I watched it. You should watch it. I'm like, okay. And we're going to be talking about that today. Uh, <laughs> this is like a what-if scenario for DC. And the comics do this all the time. Like, what if this happened? What if this happened? Well, what about Superman became a member of the Soviet Union? What would we be dealing with? <laughs> yeah, and so... Yeah, Jake has been on me for a while to try out these animated DC movies, which, I don't know, normally not my cup of tea, but I I heard the premise for this, and I'm like, hey, you know, what if Superman was, like, you know, raised in Russia, communist, and I was like, yeah, let's give it a shot, and... Yeah, but you saw Batman Ninja on HBO or HBO Max, <laughs> and you watch that. It's called Batman Ninja, Cole! <laughs> Dude, this just caught my caught my attention, and I was not disappointed. I I thoroughly enjoyed this movie. I thought they, you know, they did a great job of doing a what if scenario where you held true to your characters, but you took what made your characters really special and kind of turned it inside out. Yeah, and it's all it, it, it's a great example of nature versus nurture. And how if you were put in a different environment, where would these characters that we know and love would have ended up? And we found out Lex Luthor would have became president of the United States of America. That's <laughs> and married Lois Lane. That's what we found out. Well, yeah, because there there was actually quite a bit to unpack even with Lex Luthor because the, the, no the, the character development in this is super. Herb. In this scenario, we're like, okay, we know our heroes. We know everyone. We know every single person. If you're any single type of DC fan at all, like, you know the characters that bring in. There's no one new. You got Batman. You got Wonder Woman. You got Superman. You got Brainiac. We know all these guys. But yet, somehow, they make this an intriguing story, a great character study on, like, hey, if in a different environment, would Batman still be Batman? Yeah, Batman always ends up as Batman. That's <laughs> still Batman. Always, Batman, no matter where he is, like, his parents are going to be dead and he's going to become Batman. <laughs> Guy just has the worst luck in the world. But even to bring, like, Batman, you know, his origin is tied to the gulags. Like, he is made oh, by, yeah. by Soviet Russia, which, again, like I thought was a very... Very cool twist because, like, right away in the movie, you see, like, when they go into the gulags, you see, like, the little little kid with the bats by him. I'm like, oh, Batman reference. That happens a little later. I think we should rate this movie first. This is a highly recommended for me. This is an 8 out of 10 as far as animated Superman f- films. Just go for it. Like, we're going to get into spoilers here if you haven't seen this or you don't care. But you should, like, you should absolutely. This is a top... I might say top five DC animated film. I know, Cole, you can't rank it like that because you haven't seen yeah. as much as I have. I, it's based out of five right now, so yeah, top five. No, I've, I've seen probably about 20 DC animated films total. It does not be Batman versus Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and Cole. 
I will send you this movie. You need to see this animated film. It's one of the greatest things of all time. I really hope we can do a podcast on it. And now that you're finally watching some animated films, you can appreciate them. I think you're ready for Batman versus the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. But I give this a solid eight. This is this is a great movie. This is just a solid, really amazing movie. Then we can get into spoilers and talk about it. Because I feel like not a lot of people have probably seen this yet. Yeah, and I'm probably going to surprise you because I'm going to give it a nine. Out of 10. <laughs> no way! He gives it. What did he give Mask of the Phantasm? Not a nine. No, I think he gave it like a seven and a half. Yeah. Oh my. <laughs> okay. Okay. Let me go on record as saying I don't like Superman. Superman to me has some of the most boring stories. He's a very like uncreative superhero as far as like, hey, anything you want to do, you can do it. You can go. And blow a little bit, and you can put out a fire that's raging all across town. You can lift the whole world. You can hear everything, see anything. If anything goes bad, you can fly really fast and reverse time. Like, Superman is the most, Wait, like... Wait, time out, time out, time out. Like, yes, the first Superman movie was amazing for its time. But no one... They have never used that power again. I'm just saying, <laughs> Superman is, like, the ultimate, like, cop-out. Like, he, his only weakness is kryptonite. But, like, regular, like, stuff... It's just not even fun with superhero or with Superman because he's too super. Where I think to put him in the setting as you know, it would it would make sense for Superman to want perfection. Like communism actually makes a lot of sense with Superman, where he's like, hey, you know, we don't want all this suffering. We don't want everything bad in the world. And so, like, it was. I thought like the perfect like w- like how he could be a little off, where he's still like. Trying to be a stand-up no, like, guy, like, and you feel, you totally feel, like his, he, him being puppeteered, and how a government could use someone like him who is pure in heart, and he still, like, you still knew, like, he's like, yeah, there's, there's a Superman I know and love that's in there, but he's been brainwashed by this whole thing and been like, hey, you're our Captain America, like, yeah, well, never mind, I can't even say because you haven't seen Winter Soldier and. Falcon yet, but we'll get there at one point in the podcast, but we're like, hey, you're Superman, you still have a lot of his morals, but you're you're not, though. And then it got, again, the whole nature versus nurture, classic psychological argument that people can go, we can go on for hours just talking about, like, is it more nature, is it more nurture? Like, and they give you this scenario, and they do it so damn well. Like, they really do. Like, you're engaged the entire time. These are characters you know and love, but they feel so different. Like, they feel so unique. Like, this is such a fresh take on the people I know. Yeah. And I would say, like, really, if you if you take every character and if you had to say, like, one sentence about what makes them so cool, like... What is it about Superman that makes him cool? What is it about uh, his re- his red whitey tighties? <laughs> Everyone knows that Superman's like, just like yeah. He wears a speedo in his uniform. He ain't got nothing to hide. He's ready to go. Like the best example, like just to make it an easy comparison, would be like Green Lantern. Like what makes Green Lantern so cool? Well, Green Lantern, you know, he's selected by the ring. Like, you know, that's the thing. It's like he's chosen. I'm, he's- I'm shocked. I'm shocked you even know that. But yeah, okay, go on. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's he's like the like the chosen one basically like that idea where in, found, no he wasn't he found it in a cracker jack box. What? Sorry, space. I said he, he wasn't chosen by the ring. He found it in a cracker jack box. But like this, 
universe just made it like, oh, like Lex Luthor chops a finger off the dude and gives him the ring. Like, you take what's special about him and it kind of turns it inside out. So now instead of being chosen by the ring, he's just like your average Joe Smo. So it takes like, again, now, now this isn't the Green Lantern that you've kind of come to know and love or Wonder Woman. You know, it's her whole thing where she leaves the island of women and, like, you know. See, mascara. You just didn't want to say it, did you? <laughs> yes. You're like, I'm not, I can't pronounce that. So I, I can't pronounce that. She leaves the island of women and, you know, like, she's naive, but, like, you know, she, like, ends up so it turns out right. Where in this one, she places her trust in the wrong guy, in Superman, in this idealist guy that, like, and it blows up in her face and then now, like, they're sequestered to their little island still. Like, all these things that, like, this is, like, the step that the character needs to make that makes them special. It's, like, they do a really good job of, like, just turning it a little bit. So the character remains the same. They just, like, hit that step that changes Like, kind of, like, that, it's almost like a, it's not, it's, like, not a butterfly effect, but it's, like, that one thing that, like, you know, how someone could be, like, you know what, I can forgive you, but you cross that line type thing, and then you can't forgive them anymore. And it's like, like when Wonder Woman looks back at Superman and says, and like you can see like Superman's face, like you're just like every other man, you will never see me again. And like see Mascaro will be forever locked away from men. And it's like, wow, like the ramifications of that in this world alone is like, could be tremendous. Like, like the fact that they just went all, they went all out. They didn't pull any punches. And like, I gotta say, like Lex may have been, <laughs> sleazy guy but like man he, he showed up in the clutch a lot of times and I'm like oh I'm like it's weird because like Superman came to Metropolis and that's why Lex hated them and now obviously Lex and Superman in this movie still have their their rivalry but it makes a lot more sense like Lex wasn't just envy like he wasn't envy like oh man we can, what we're just gonna believe in aliens now like I hate this guy He's like, no, he actually had the benefit of the world rather than going through crazy memes to try to destroy Superman. He actually was trying to protect America this time, which was a very interesting dynamic for Lex Luthor. But it makes sense because Superman wasn't his next door neighbor. He was able to say Superman's an enemy and have the whole America back him up on this one. And I thought, again, it was a small thing because like Lex Luthor really wasn't in this a lot. Like, It's not like the They've really focused on his story a ton. But I thought that was very clever as far as you have everything that makes Lex Luthor Lex Luthor. He's very cold, brilliant, you know, cold-hearted. You see it throughout the movie. He's willing to, like, make Superman and kill him just because, like, oh, who cares? Or he chops a finger off the, off the Green Lantern guy. Like, you still get that coldness. And there's that with Lois Lane. Like, Lois Lane is willing to accept that in the beginning. Like... She knows he's cold, he's cold-hearted, but he's a genius. What, what'd she say? Like, he's supports my career, he's good and bad, and he's going to change the world. Like, that's the reason she's sticking with him. She's, like, basically willing to sacrifice love for no, this. No, Cole, 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 every, every, everyone knows it was the good and bad part. He just kept getting better. Like, obviously, he could make <laughs> but, machines and stuff. He just became better and bad, so he kept leveling up. That cool dynamic where then at the end, this is the only time Lex Luthor, as far as I know, I'm, I'm not big into all the different comics. But Lex Luthor actually gets to the point at the end where he's willing to then sacrifice everything and settle down with Lois Lane. Like, through this, like, going against Superman, he actually becomes 
the guy that he never was. He actually becomes the guy that can like love Lois Lane, and Lois Lane. Yeah, because. Lois Lane is the only one that I'm not convinced whether or not she's a villain or a hero because a lot of these are, like, flipped and kind of different, where Lois Lane, like, she's the one that's, like, she's kind she's not really either. No, she's a reporter, and I think, like, again, but, again, Superman, Superman, the American Superman wasn't a part of her life to give her that symbol of hope and trust and commitment. And so I think it was just like, yeah, she was manipulating stuff, but reporters are always like that. And I think Lois Lane always had that character, like, I'll do anything to get a story, kind of like some Nightcrawler, the movie stuff, if you ever saw that. Yeah. Like, like I'm going to do my best to get the story. I'm going to cross maybe some lines and bend some rules here. Um, but she never had Superman to fall in love with. And, that, and that's what's crazy. Like, Lex Luthor finally had – because he – Lex Luthor doesn't respect, like, anyone. He's like, you're an idiot. I'm a genius and stuff. And he always felt alone. And I think that was – his isolation was part of the reason why I think he was a villain. He's like, I'm the smartest genius in the world. And then Superman comes and everyone loves him instead of Lex in the original, like, storyline. And I think that really affected Lex and made him even worse of a villain than he would have been. But instead, this time, instead of Superman, he has Lois Lane, which he learns to love and kind of say, you know what? I can give I, – I can be selfless. I can – Switch that, and all it takes is that one connection, that one thing, that switch she never had, that that outlet that was never plugged in, to change, and he becomes a different character, and it and it just shows like these big moments, like everyone has these, and that's why I love this. This the psychological like thinking about if you didn't have this big moment in your life, because we all have them. Like I'm 30, you're 27. We've all had big moments in our life. Some bad, some good. If you take one of those moments away, where will we be right now? Yeah. Four, four or five moments. <laughs> no, and so uh, it's it, it, it's great to think about like this. If if Superman became a Russian back during the Soviet Union, wouldn't he probably bend this? Yeah, because he's all about like you know protecting the peace and supporting the government and trying to do that, but. He still has that heart. Like you take away these big moments in their lives, and it's they're complete. Oh, oh, they're not different, but their ideology completely changes. It's amazing. Yeah. Okay. So favorite favorite part of the movie? Oh, dude, I, I don't even care. You you can judge me all you want for this, but I love it <laughs> when he, when Superman goes to the gulags <laughs> and then little Bruce Wayne. <laughs> Which he did. I didn't know it was Bruce Wayne. We just yelling at him, and then all the bats came out. I'm like, "Wait, they're bringing Batman!" I'm like, "No way!" Because <laughs> I did not. I did not see the fact that Batman would have came in that way. That he was stuck in a gulag, and his parents were dying, and you could see the rage on this kid's face. And some of the bats fly. I'm like, "Oh no!" Oh, and I actually really liked the entire Batman arc. Actually, I I really don't have a problem with any of the characters. Did you like his hat? <laughs> well, I was a little confused by it, not gonna lie. <laughs> Why, that was the one thing when I saw the design, I'm like, well, you just could you not make him more Russian in the suit? Like, you had to put the damn hat on his head. Like, I am Batman, but I am Soviet Russia, Batman. If everyone's Soviet Russia, where's his head? We are part of the KGB. We ask the questions. <laughs> that hat design, I was like, ah. I I'm not gonna lie. The first time I saw it, I was just like, <laughs> I'm like, come on, <laughs> you didn't even put the damn hat on his suit. <laughs> but 
I was just so happy that when they had the red sun turn on and Batman and Superman started going at it, that there Martha was not mentioned. <laughs> I'm like, I swear, if you say Martha and he stops killing you. No, I would have given this a nine. I would have given it a nine if they just had their rush. be like, save Martha. Why did you say that name, comrade? No. <laughs> But, like, especially no, after no, the watching... Red, the Red Sun, because you don't see this coming. That's, that's the crazy thing about this movie. We know the characters. We know their weaknesses. We know their strengths, right? But you really don't know how that's going to come into play in this movie because it's so different as far as how the characters play out. Do they know about Kryptonite? Um, Batman just is still being Batman and awesome. But, like, when the Red Sun... You're right. When the red lights turn on and it goes down, it's like, uh-oh. <laughs> like, I did not see that coming. And I think it was such a cool, like, again, it was true to the character of Batman as far as, like, this is your mass vigilante, but, again, you're in that new circumstance that sets you off down a different road, and, yeah, so he's killing a bunch of people at the museum and blowing people up and, like, gonna kill Superman, like, for real, like, you, and take Wonder Woman out, too. Like, you know, he was, like... No, this was was not the Batman where it's, like, no, I'm just trying to disarm him. He's, like, no... I'm going to kill him. And he actually seemed a lot like his villains, like uh, like a Joker from like the Dark Knight almost, or like, you know, one of these villains that's like, they're causing chaos and they're like obliterating stuff with a very intentional, intelligent way of doing it, where I'm like, you know, that line that he always kept was clearly gone. You know, this, again, I, I thought it was... Again, very within his character, you know, like if he just slipped a little farther, what he would have been, even as the Batman that we knew. Well, exactly. And you can see, like, he went from the gulag, so he was rich and powerful as Bruce Wayne in the Wayne family fortune. Well, now he was in the gulag, sends away and rotting away, and he had to raise out. And what makes Batman such a great superhero is he even knows, he admits it, like, He's what like like everyone like even the Joker's like you're one bad day away from becoming me. Like he's always on that precipice, but he has such the mental fortitude they never crossed that line. This was like, all right, no, this guy's totally gonna break. Like he's gonna kill my ass. Like he's not gonna care. Like he'll ask you a question and be like, I'll like he'd be the person to be like, I'll let you live if you tell me. Okay, I'll tell you. Tells him stab in the neck. <laughs> You should not have believed me. <laughs> now, serious question, because I don't know DC Comics that well. In I don't Wonder- know. That, I mean, you have, I mean I'm, okay, I probably know more than you. But Yeah, I'm, you know more than me. Is Wonder Woman normally a lesbian? Like, is that new? I mean, in my dreams, sometimes she is. <laughs> but I, I don't think so. But they probably have some very... There's so many... When you say, like... I don't know enough about comics. Like, I know, like, very basic study, like, studies of comics. Like, oh, like, I've actually now, as an adult, I've actually gone back into great comic book storyline. But there's always, like, another dimension or a multiverse or another one where this time she was a lesbian. But if you're raised on an entire island full of women, I mean, why don't you want to, you know, carpet much here and there? I mean, I, <laughs> it seems to make sense in that regard. <laughs> I don't know. I, I have not seen her in any media, comic or otherwise, 
like animated show that she was a lesbian, but that does not mean she has not been. I okay. I got. I was like, is this new? But again, yeah, it makes sense. It's new. It's to keep the teenage boys watching. (laughs) (laughs) But this is this is like a cold like. Just, I'm not trying to like downgrade you because it, it took me a while to get you to watch Master the Phantasm. There are like this is not a, like I, I when I was watching this I was like, hmm. I remember watching the animated Superman show and the Batman show, and I always thought like I, I have a three year old son, I have a three year old daughter, I have a two year old son, and I'm like, what am I going to show them this? And like Red Son, I'm like, this is an animated film that is made for us adults. I'm like, I could show this to him, like in the next three, four years, and he wouldn't get or appreciate what is even what he's watching. I'm like, that's what I'm saying. Like DC does an amazing job. Sometimes I'm not saying all the time. <laughs> Sometimes these animated films are better. Some of these animated films they have put out, like I told you, watch Flashpoint. Stay tuned, guys. Next week we're watching Flashpoint. We still got HBO Max for the rest of the month, <laughs> so we are watching Flashpoint. These adult, but these adult storylines, where they take our characters and stuff, and people we're connected with in one way or another, no matter how hard you are, and they have these like really adult questions, these really adult moments, and stuff that the kids can't understand. I don't know why they they can't translate that into the DC movie universe. I don't get it. But like, I would say there are so many better DC animated films out there. Than, I, than even my favorite DCEU, like, actual movie. And if this was, yeah, a, like, a real movie with real characters, I don't think it would, like, this would be better. Like, this is an amazing storyline. So, like, to me, it, I... Okay, I, okay finish, your, finish your thought, but I have a thought after, so remind like, me that I have a thought. Okay. <laughs> Animated shows, like, the animation isn't great like it's not like high-end like cutting-edge animation like it's fine wait what do you what do you mean it's not like what do you look what are you comparing it to when you're saying cutting edge okay it's like not like Pixar. yeah it's not like a pixar like animation that's not like no but this, this is class this is classic 2d animation this isn't 3D okay I'm, I'm saying it's not like they're investing a lot in their animation it's not like pretty much the story is what makes this like that's the whole like, point to me if you're making an adult animated film because what? Story, characters. Okay, and that, that to me, that's part of the story. Like, the story okay, that okay. you're telling with these characters is what it's all about because, you know, this isn't going to be the same as, like, legitimate, like, an action movie. Like, uh, you know, even the Snyder Cut has a lot better action in it than you're going to see in these films. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's all about the story where I'm like, this is a great story. You could totally make a real movie out of this, and it would be an awesome movie. Where the movies that we get a lot of times from DC, it's like, why did you tell that story? Like Suicide Squad. Like, why did you spend all this time to tell this story about Suicide Squad? Cole, you're hitting the nail. You've only seen a couple DC animated films, and you are hitting the biggest gripe I have had with them. Because I'm like, you know what? I was raised on the Spider Man cartoon. Like, that's what I grew up watching. That's how I became in love with Spider-Man. And they were able to translate good stories. DC has a very bad problem of taking the wrong story and then translating the film. Like, the Doomsday vs. Superman, which used to have HBO Max, 
I would recommend you watch The Death of Superman and The Reign of Superman. I read the entire graphic novel. It's the only thing I can say as a comic book, not nerd, because I didn't read them. It's the only <laughs> thing I was able to read as a kid, and it's a great storyline. I would like you to watch it and tell me what you think, but I'm getting off subject here. I don't get... You like you're saying like they should give the, the they should put this on the big screen. Yeah, but they can't, and here's why: they can't yet. You remember Civil War? What did you think of Civil War? Uh, I Marvel's thought, a Captain America Civil War. I thought case. it was lackluster, and I wasn't asking you what you think of the actual Civil War. Like what's <laughs> just so you know, I didn't. I didn't really care for Captain America Civil War. I thought that was one of the lesser Marvel movies. You make my point weaker, but maybe some fans will tell you that you're an idiot. But so, okay. But anyways, so you can say it's weaker. Was it a bad film? Let's, no. How about we start there? Okay, no, it wasn't a bad film. Well, there's some good moments, good stories. Maybe you didn't love it like the rest, but it's definitely a, a story you were okay with. Like, you're happy you saw it. You yeah. But, yeah, we can agree with that. So... They did the death and the death and return of Superman between Batman vs Superman and the Snyder and what Justice League the Josh Whedon cut or the Snyder cut whatever you want to say and they brought Superman back. They could not have done Civil War in the first phase of Marvel. You have to build these characters and build up to that moment. Same with Red Sun. We have to have a Superman we know and love. We have to have a Batman we know and love that is consistent before we actually can be like, hey, by the way. Multiverse switch, and we're going to do something different. See, they can't do Red Sun right now because it would make it, it would alienate everyone because they'd be like, well, wait, I, I don't even know who my Superman is. We know that Robert Downey Jr. Is, to, is Tony Stark. We know that Hugh Jackman is Wolverine. We need to have more established characters take those exact same actors and put them in, in the big screen for a movie like this for it to work and to make sense. See, and I would disagree with you a little bit there because this movie is a standalone movie as far as you don't need – like it is self-sufficient in and of itself because everybody knows the characters. Like you don't need to have watched like a bunch of other animated Superman movies in order to know who Superman is. Like I can ask anyone on the street about Superman. You know who Superman is. You know who Batman is. You know who Wonder Woman is already. That's all set up for you because DC actually has good characters. Oh, I'm going to lawyer the crap out of you right now because I'm glad you said that. So the reason why I said we need an actor that we that is the exact same actor, like, again, at the end of the DCU Snyder Cut, they're bringing in Justice yeah. with the same Ben Affleck actor. What's great about an animated film, you can voice them differently, but guess what you can do every single time? Animate them the same. So he still looks like the same Superman and the same, same Superman we saw in previous films. That's how we connect with him. If you put a different actor, so say Henry Cavill did want to be Red Sun, and you put in, I don't know, naming that, who would be a good Superman actor? Uh, Tom, Tom Welling from Smallville, who actually played Superman. Okay. Tom Welling. So we throw him in there. It's not the same connection because now this is real life. In animation... You can maybe voice them differently slightly, but the animation can all be the same, so they all look like the same characters, and we can connect with them. I, it does matter. It, whether you admit it or not, there is, like, 
every time they do you remember when uh, Rachel Dawes was switched by Maggie Gyllenhaal yeah instead of Katie Holmes was that not a little jarring the first time you saw The Dark Knight yeah and when you watched the trilogy she was terrible but she was supposed to be the same character so (laughs) that's what I'm saying but my point is is that this movie Cole Cole, you gotta admit that was an amazing point I want you to say that right now it's a fair point I would say amazing it's a fair point that, but you're again. You're talking about an expanded universe that works and everything flows together, right? But the, but the DC animated films, if you see all the ones that are out there, they're all based. They all are supposed to be in the same universe. They keep animating them. That there was actually a storyline from start to finish I in mean, that animated universe. I've watched like three in the last week, and none of them are in the same. I watched Red Sun. Not in the same universe as any well, of those. I've watched. I've watched Killing Joke, not in the same universe as. Okay, the, and also yeah. Gotham by Gaslight. So I'm just saying, like, if you have, okay, you, t- <laughs> you took the three movies that literally one's based off a comic book that actually did, they actually use Mark Hamill and the same original actors for all that stuff in the animated series. You're taking Red Sun, which is a complete flip of everything, and then you also took the other one. What was the other one you said? Gotham by Gaslight. Which is a completely different universe. Obviously, these aren't the same characters anymore. <laughs> They're completely like in a different dimension. This is what this character could have been. This yes. is what you're taking. There's like Son of Batman. They're not Black animated Boy. the same. They don't actually look exactly like Batman looks different than the other ones. No, but there is a deep, like, Son of Batman. There's a ton of stuff. Apocalypse. That very well may be, but my point, going back to, like... You're picking the wrong ones is what I'm saying. (laughs) If DC released this movie with real people, with this storyline, it would be a hit. It would be... It would bring them back from the brink of suckage with all the other movies that they've released. If they have a good story to tell, and, again, people know who Superman is. Even if you have a different character, people know who Batman is. Even if you have a different character, Wonder Woman, Green Lantern, we've already had these movies set up. Do you need to bring Ryan Reynolds back to make it work because that's a Green Lantern you've seen before? I don't think so. Just kind of like, you know, with their with their TV shows. You don't need the same person the, to play the reason, this. Well, the, reason why, the reason why we don't need Ryan Reynolds back as Green Lantern is because Green Lantern's movie was not a good movie. But my point is, these characters are well known. You, it's not like DC is like before they started making the movies. Actually, I would say Marvel characters were not super well known. Like if you ask your average, no, I, I had no idea. Iron Man is Robert Downey Jr. to me because the only time I ever knew about Iron Man is a Super Nintendo game I played called War of the Gems, which is actually the Infinity War saga way back when. <laughs> And I gotta play as Iron Man. And like, that's, really? That's the best knowledge I got. Spider Man, like, I would say most people know who Spider Man is. There wasn't that much other than Spider Man that like your like most people knew about before these movies started coming out. Where I'm saying Hulk, Hulk. Okay, a couple, but I'm saying like DC has a huge leg up on them. Everybody knows who Superman is. You'd have to live under a rock to not know who Superman is. Batman, well, they, like, even Wonder Woman. That's what's cra- like. That's what's crazy. How Marvel was able, like Marvel's on the verge of bankruptcy in the '90s, which why they sold off Spider-Man to Sony and all that stuff. And the fact that DC had all, the, like, I don't understand how DC did. 
DC, it is failing. I mean, they're probably going to be owned by Disney, let's be honest here, at some point. Marvel and DC under one. Can you imagine the movies they could make with that? <laughs> if Disney owned DC? But you're talking about DC characters. They had such a leg up. Batman, like the top three superheroes are Batman, Superman, and Spider-Man on a pole. Yeah. And only one of those is Marvel. But if you want to talk about Wonder Woman, they had that. Like, there's a, like DC had such a leg up on them. And so the cinematic universe of Marvel did makes it so much amazing. Much more amazing because they literally were on the brink of destruction 10 years before that. Somehow I was like, hey, we're going to do this crazy idea and do it. And then DC was behind them on, like, they fell behind on their idea. That's what's crazier. Because they had the superheroes. They had good Batman films. They had the 89 Keaton film. They had Batman Returns. We're not going to talk about the other two. But you had (laughs) Batman Begins, The Dark Knight, Dark Knight Rises. And it's like, you had this all right in front of you. Why didn't you guys bite at this and start telling stories? Because now they're always going to be like, we got like that's why the Justice League came out as soon as it did is because they wanted to compete with Marvel. Like they made an Avengers film, we got to make a Justice League stack. No, Marvel earned their Avengers film with the four fi- or five films before it. Well, and, and that kind of brings us all back around to where we started. As far as to me, DC's problem is that they are trying to do what Marvel did. They're like, hey, you guys set up the Avengers. Yeah, let's like makeshift uh, the Justice League as fast as we can. So let's. Throw in well, that's exactly what I Superman, said. Wonder Woman, Batman versus Superman will set up Justice League. Like I agree with that 100%. But their problem is, yeah, they're playing catch up with everything versus like my point is just tell the story. If you have a great, yeah. if you have a great story like Red Sun, tell it. It'll work. It would work. I Like I said, like, even, like we disagree on the epilogue of Snyder's Cut of Justice League to a certain extent. But the fact that they were going to do the Injustice storyline that I, I have played the video game and, like, I know the story, I'm like, that's badass. I'm like, this is a cool new take. We can go to this level that we haven't seen these heroes go, but, of course, it's probably never going to happen. And it's like, crap, now we're never going to get that now. Like, like you, you're, you're trying to sprint to the finish, but when you, when you don't realize and you're not thinking about, if this movie bombs, like Batman vs. Superman was not a good movie in my opinion. Was it worth watching once? Yeah, sure, why not? But was it a good movie? No. You're trying to build a legacy off this. Like, oh, we're going to throw a bunch of storylines and a bunch of Easter eggs and be like, ha, you know that one, you know that one, you know that one. You get it. Like, you know these heroes, but you don't have a good story. You're screwed. And now you have to pretty much reset again. And how are you going to reset it? Because at this point, it's dead in the water. Yeah. And again, that's why I think like the Joker movie. Yeah, didn't it, ha- which had nothing, no connection to anything in the DCU. And guess what? It was awesome. Exactly, because they told a story. That's what. That's exactly my point with Red Sun. That I would, I would pay to see this on the big screen in a heartbeat. If they're like, "Hey, we're taking this. We're gonna keep our our basic premise of our story, but we're putting it on the big screen. Let's do a little Disney live action on one of our animated movies." D- DC on ice. <laughs> there we go. We do. We do Red Sun on ice, boys. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> no, I completely agree with you, but I, like I said, the Civil War, the Infinity storyline that Avengers literally spent years, years to build up to was worth it in the end, where Justice League is like, Justice League, and then by the way, here's an Aquaman movie to show who he is, and by, like, 
But now they completely screwed their universe. And where you go to the animated films, I said, I'm like, they have great stories, great actors voicing these characters most of the time that do a great job of being your good heroes and something you can invest in. And it's just a movie. They're not trying to set up, for the most part, a cinematic universe. They're saying, here's a story with the characters you love, and this is worth telling, and it's going to define the characters a little better. Agreed. And that's why I've been trying to preach to you. I'm like, there's a lot of good DC animated films. I have yet to see a good, a really great Marvel animated film. So I don't know why they don't just take these people and directors, whoever did the animated film, like, here's the deal. Instead of animating this, you guys are just going to make real-life people and tell that exact same damn story. And we're good. Well, and, yeah, not to get way off track on this whole movie because we're still talking about Red Sun, but that is why I'm excited to see Suicide Squad with James Gunn as the director now. Because You're excited? I'm excited. I'm like, hey, you know what? The Besides Christopher Nolan... And I guess, yeah, I mean, you could go back farther, I guess, to the original Batman and say you had, like, good directors. But, like, they're just, like, again, picking Zack Snyder, to me, was a huge mistake in the first place to, like, get these movies off the bat. Like, if I don't I don't know if you like Watchmen more than I do, but that was, like, the movie that I had seen coming into. No, I, I don't. It was garbage. I, I could not like Watchmen. I couldn't even sit through it. I'm like, I no, like. I was, I, I'm a nerd, and I couldn't sit through it. Where I'm like. If that's, I literally, I, I was watching, I remember, I'm sorry to cut you off, buddy. Yeah, like, go, this go is a very it. specific story I have with, with Watchmen. I remember, like, so, my buddy Jared was a huge fan of Watchmen. And I didn't see it in theaters, I didn't care, I'm like, I don't know what this is about. This is back, this is back in, what it came out, like, 2008, 2009, something like that, I think, I don't know. But I think I was in, like, high school, early college, whatever the time it came out. And, he, like, Jared's like, dude, I, lo- I love the comic, I love the graphic novel, you got to watch this movie, dude. That was the first movie where, like, I think it was, like, two hours and 45 minutes or something stupid. And I was sitting there so bored. I remember I checked my watch, and I thought to myself, I'm like, I'm watching a superhero film where I'm checking my watch to see how long I've been watching this movie. It was terrible. I hate that movie. Yeah, and that's what got him... Um, the you know to set up the Justice League and I, like the different movies where I'm like to me that's just terrible like why are you picking this guy to tell your stories for you that like I'm excited because James Gunn you know he did Guardians of the Galaxy like hey let's let's get a fresh take in here somebody that can like has actually made a decent superhero movie yeah but James Gunn may have done Guardians of the Galaxy but Josh Whedon had a hand in the first Justice League which is not better than Zack Snyder's cut which is not better oh you yeah no I'd rather watch oh I'm saying Josh Whedon's Justice League oh yeah is nowhere near as good as the Snyder cut I thought you were saying so, the Avengers wasn't as good I'm like okay buddy that <laughs> Snyder cut was not better than the <laughs> Avengers no I'm just saying like I'm excited to get a new voice but what I'm worried about is that like it's kind of like J.J. Abrams like for me, he did a really good Star Trek reboot. It yep. was like really cool and awesome. And then he took his crack at the Star Wars, and it's like, eh, I don't think you know both franchises the way you think you do. So I'm I'm excited for James Gunn to do it. And I hope Su- Suicide Squad should be a fun bunch of villains just killing a bunch of people. Just a good fun popcorn flick that I want to watch. But I'm like, is James Gunn gonna try to just like Josh Whedon 
try to put the Avengers humor into the DCEU that was directed by Zack Snyder so it feels different and feels just joining. I don't know. That could happen too. And I hope it doesn't. I hope to he me, nails it. There is no DCEU. So there, well, there is a DCEU still. It's 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 not existing. The Snyder Cut point. just came out. It still exists. No, it doesn't exist. Until it's but, completely. Because guess what? Because everyone's like, even the critics and everyone's saying, "Yeah, we want more. We want more." Dude, we the Snyder Cut should never have came to life, and yet here it is. See. So if you're telling me the internet doesn't have the power to be like, "No, you go make these movies, Zack Snyder, and we'll do it again." <laughs> it it's possible. I will not. It's, the Snyder Cut to me was just a hashtag that was just like, okay, guys, you have no idea about movies. Did you ever think for a second that we'd be where we're at now that we saw the Snyder Cut of the Justice League? No. Through four years later? No. So I, I, at this point, I'm like, it's not dead in the water yet. I, I will give it at least two to three years before I say, okay, it's completely done. Okay, going back to Red Sun, because that's, that's what this podcast oh, is Oh, yeah, about. that's what the podcast is on. I got a bold take for you. I would say, because you just said that this don't, is probably don't one of your... Say, don't say I don't like it when you make bold takes. You yeah, this is a bold take. It's going to so, piss, piss me off. This is for sure, for me, a top 10 DC movie overall. Borderline top five. I don't know if not, I should hang up on you now or later. Not just so anime. Okay, so you're saying borderline top five. So since you said that, so that means it's not at the bottom of the top ten. You're saying it's somewhere between six and seven and five. Yeah. Somewhere in there. Okay, so give me give me the list. I would say you got your three Batman movies, like Dark Knight Trilogy. Yeah, so like, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, so if you put all three of those in your top, you're down to two. <laughs> You can use. And then I would say Wonder Woman, the original okay. Batman. You got five right now. And I think that might be where the list ends. So wait, so you say Red Sun's right under that? Yeah. Can you name another four DC films? Uh, Justice League, Snyder Cut. Batman versus Superman. No, no, no. Like, how would you rank them is what I was saying. Can you finish your oh. top ten? Then I would probably say uh, Man of Steel. Uh, mm-hmm. Then I would put... Why can't I think of what... I just had it on the tip of my tongue. Um, oh, the ba- the second Batman from the original. Batman Returns. Yeah, the second you one. You can't say the second Batman 2. Batman Returns. That would have been a better title. <laughs> yeah, Batman, Batman Returns. Two. Um, I mean, I. So Red Sun, Red Sun. So let's let's pretend the Dark Knight trilogy is just one movie, just out of curiosity's sake. Okay. So that's that's your, that's your number one. But again, you know how much we all love those movies. I mean, that is to me. If Spider Man Three did f it up, <laughs> it would be. And they effed it up a little bit. I still like the movie, but I can understand why it definitely dropped the bar. I mean, there'd be the Spider-Man trilogy and the Dark Knight trilogy arguing for who's the best superhero trilogy. But obviously, the Dark Knight trilogy is by far the best. So let's just consider that one movie. Yeah, so, so then, number two becomes... So then that's top four. Wait, so Red Sun's four? Yeah. 
Wow. I mean, that's in Mask of the Phantasm just not even going on the list. I, I mean, that might movie. round out the top ten. Like, I like the movie. It was like it was like a nice, you know, Batman story. Didn't have any problems with it. I would I would argue I would argue it may be the best. It rivals Batman Begins for origin stories. That's what I think it like. Batman Begins was an amazing origin story of Batman. I feel like this one with the like might be better. I'm not, I'm not going down there at all. Like to me, it was, to me it wasn't necessarily an origin story as much as it was like a, a self-contained story. It was like a like a one-off. Like this movie is in and of itself. No, a but movie. you got, you, but you did have the origin story of Batman to the to a certain extent, much yeah. lighter than the Batman Begins, like Raza Ghoul stuff. But you get to a point where he actually loves someone, and he like was so mortified. That he lost, like he, he like I I I promised you it was gonna take you back, like crying at the grave scene where he's like I didn't count on being happy, where he actually has something to lose again, because that's all he's focused on back in the beginning. Like I do make the city a better place. Yeah, he had Rachel Dawes, but the love interest in Mask and the Phantasm was way more interesting because they had great chemistry. Like and they like they like he loved her and everything like that. He's like I have to do my thing, but then he's like crap, I love her. Can I? Can I still keep my promise to my parents? Like, it, I think I like it better than Batman Begins, and I love Batman Begins. Okay, well, obviously, you know, I'm not going to agree with that because I love Batman Begins. Like, yeah, you think it's the best one, which is stupid. But granted, I think Dark Knight Rises is the best one, so I'm stupid too. Yeah, we're, we're both stupid. We're both stupid. <laughs> but yeah, I, hey, I what mean, about I, Red Sun? Where are we? Where are we at with the Red Sun? <laughs> well, I went on my bold take, and then you went on this. But I would say. Yeah, yeah, just exiting our conversation what we were just at. Red Sun, go see it. If you have HBO Max from watching the Snyder Cut, give it a shot. Which, which if you guys are listening to this, you probably did. <laughs> Hopefully you listened to our Snyder Cut one. No, see this movie. This is awesome. This is just showing that animation can be for adults. Because, like, again, I was trying to think, of, think about it. When would you show your kid this movie? Like, how old would he have to be before you're like, you know what? He's ready for this. I don't know. It's, And I guess to me, it's not as much the animation that makes it cool. as like, this is just an awesome story. Again, it doesn't matter how they told it. If it was a book, comic, movie, animated movie, TV show, this is a great story that the reason why – The reason why I rate it so high is because three days later, I'm still thinking about it. I'm like – Oh yeah, this is like how like that character kind of like how they flesh that out. Where I'm like, I don't do that with do you animated remember, movies. Do you remember? Do you remember what? You, see, and you remember when you texted me and said, "What do you rate it?" I'm like, "Wait for the podcast because I gotta think about this more." <laughs> like I was not ready for a rating yet when I was done with it. I watched a couple more scenes. Like I rewound it, like the next day, and I was like, "Okay, I gotta watch this." I'm like, "Is this as good as I think it is?" I'm like, "Yeah." I'm like, "This is, is this." I don't care how old you are. You can be 90 and love, like, these characters. Watch this movie. Yeah. Absolutely watch this movie. Like, it is, a, it, it, it's so, it felt so fresh. And that's, I think, I think that if done right, you can kind of switch up the characters, make them better. Sometimes it's done for the wrong reason. But this is, I would say it's a top 10 animated superhero film I've ever seen easily. Top 5 DC film. 
Well, we don't have much to work with on that one besides the Dark Knight trilogy. <laughs> no, it's not top five. It's six for you. Yeah, but you said if you count them all as one movie. Oh, so we're going to that. But anyway. But um, do we have do we have anything else to say about it? No, I think you know. If you watch it, it will be better than when we explained it. Now, Cole. So I'm going to give you guys a spoiler for anyone that has been sitting to us rambling for so long. Cole, our next move we're going to do. Our next podcast, and we're doing it for seven days, Batman versus the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I'm not kidding. This movie's amazing. I thought it was going to be the worst thing I ever watched in my life. If you like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and you love the Batman series in any way, like the animated like him, you will love this film. See, and this is probably where I'm going to disappoint you because I never watched Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Okay, have you seen any... Any Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Zero. Nothing. Actually, that could be a fresh take, though. Yeah, so that, I would hey. like to see it. Yeah. <laughs> let's, let's go with that. I would love... Let's do that next. We're going to... Spoiler alert. Seven days from now. Actually, okay. probably Sunday. I, I, I will do that as long as we also do the killing joke so I can shit on that movie. I can understand you're shitting on it. I totally can, but... Right, spoiler alert, so you're going to probably rate it, rank it a three, maybe lower. <laughs> but yeah, we'll do that one first, but let's just make this a DC month. Yeah, I'm, I'm game. DC month. We're in DC month now. <laughs> Halfway through, but yeah. Just don't um, make me watch Aquaman. We're, we're fine. <laughs> yeah, Aqu- I don't know why people love that movie. That, we might have to do that later just to be like, <laughs> no, you guys are wrong on this one. This is not a Wonder Woman with Aquaman. This is terrible. <laughs> So, anyways, I think that's all we got. So, this is Bruiser Review signing off.